0: Bitcoin. Good morning, Bitcoiners. This is your market update on July twelfth, two thousand seventeen, from Pow Bitcoin. I got some stuff to talk about uh, with the Fed and Segwit two X, but let's go to directly to the price. I'm going to try to do a really fast, um, fast episode today because. I have a lot going on right now. I'm just trying to get this out. So, okay. Uh, price on Bitstamp. We did have this jump over the last couple hours. We'll dip over the last two days and a jump again over the last couple hours. $2,353. Um, three-month futures, 2400 We did see a uh, this early this morning when I started getting my notes together. We were at a $12 discount on the three-month futures. Um, last episode, I talked about how... Um, to to get set for a rally that uh, premium and the futures need to come down to go back up. And if you look at the history, I have a, I'm going to put a uh, image in the show notes for you guys on BitcoinMarkets.com so you can see kind of right before rally starts, the futures dips, and then we can take off. Um, hopefully that's the case here. Hopefully we turn around. Um, and a lot of these metrics, that these pseudo fundamentals that I track are showing a turnaround, which is really good. Um, the, these, If you guys have different statistics or metrics that you want me to track, uh, get a hold of me on Twitter point me in the right direction, uh, you know, with a link and stuff where I can gather that information and I'll start talking about other things as well. But, uh, these are the things that I have found that are easy and easy to collect at least. And that I can track to look at, uh, give myself a good clue on this market. So, okay. Local Bitcoin's 24-hour volume over the last 24 hours, $5.4 million. So we have rebounded quite a bit in the last few days, and that's a good sign. Um, if you look at these the weekly candles for this, that I do have a link um, in the show notes to that, um, you can see that we have experienced a pretty big pullback. A bigger pullback than a couple weeks ago when the price pulled down to $2,000, um, you know, local Bitcoin's volume did not uh, go down that much at that time but we have it so it seems to be a, a lagging indicator a little bit and we have seen a rebound in this lagging indicator so i think that you know the the downward pressure is weakening on the price network volume over the last 24 hours that's on-chain transactions 651 million dollars worth of bitcoin uh, if you look at this chart it's a perfect it's a beautiful triangle consolidation um, they're It's not showing any downward, more downward momentum. Um, You know, this is showing consolidation. Hopefully we have a breakout here shortly. This is very closely related to the average transaction value or size of transaction on the Bitcoin blockchain. And that is uh, sitting at 2451. So over a Bitcoin. About $100 over a Bitcoin. Mempool is at 8 megabytes. This has rebounded from 2. So again, we're seeing more demand, more pressure coming up on the price. Uh, I think this that's a good sign. Estimated difficulty um, did jump back up again. Uh, it is estimated in 2 days to... Increased by twelve point five percent. If you look at the history, in June we had one that was thirteen, almost fourteen percent, and in January we had one that was sixteen percent. So this is not out of the normal. This is a very big jump, but bigger than I would like. Actually, I would like to see around five percent increase every time. But um, you know, this uh, is—it looks like the miners have kind of decided that they're certain about the outcome of this this scaling conflict that August 1st isn't worrying them as much maybe uh, i you know they're adding to their their hash power so they must be confident that or jihan is Pumping up, uh, trying to get ready for a hard fork or to split his hash rate of some in some way. But um, I kind of err on the side of the easiest answer, the less conspiratorial answer is that the hash rate is more certain of the outcome. Maybe they're doing some internal talks over there on uh, on their side, and uh, it, it's looking good. So, and, and you know, they, their news sources are different than our news sources. So maybe they're seeing the SegWit 2x release, uh, some testing, which I'll talk about. In a few minutes, some testing is happening. And so they see this as a positive and they're going to add hash rate, yada, yada, yada. Usually hash rate is a trailing indicator to me. Um, So the price breaks out and hash rate follows. That's a confirmation of the breakout. But in this particular case, maybe they know something that we don't know. Um, Let's see, gold has done a little bit of rebound 1217 when I collected this this morning. And DXY is the big story that I want to talk about here 9573. If you take a Fib extension from the 2001 highs to the two thousand three uh, 2008 lows, we're sitting right at the 50% Fib. Um, we did bounce off the 61.8 Fib, and now we're down to the 50% Fib. And it looks like we could. Hey, buddy. It looks like we could break down below that, and I can see 92 later this year. Bitcoin. Biggest story out here today for markets is Janet Yellen is testifying in front of Congress. We just got her um, transcript, I guess, was released for what she's going to be talking about at around, well, about two or three hours from now. Um, The big thing is going to be her testimony at uh, 1400 Eastern Standard Time. Um, There she's supposed to be talking about their balance sheet and how they're going to draw down. She's going to be talking about the drawdown in the balance sheet, how they're going to do that. Um, This is a big topic because the Fed is getting very hawkish. And I think they kind of made a bet that uh, Trump would backstop them with fiscal policy. You know, this infrastructure spending bill that or plan that was a trillion dollars. The market thought that it was going to happen, but now it looks like it's not going to happen. Um, the the markets kind of priced it in. So starting this year, we saw a divergence from uh, the s S&P, and and ps correlation with the Fed balance sheet. Right. And uh, it, it continued up where the balance sheet has stayed level. But I think that was in anticipation of the spending bill. Now, if that's not going to happen, we could see a pullback in the SP to the uh, Fed balance sheet kind of correlation. And if Janet Yellen's talking about decreasing this balance sheet size, then I mean, that's negative, negative, negative for the markets. Um, the dollar has also responded uh, to hawkish interest rate rise, uh, increases uh, with big down days, which is backwards. Uh, relative strength of the dollar is weakening uh, because this uh, the economy is looking to be slowing down. There's accommodative policy is being cut back, so the market should pull back, and that is going to hurt the currency. Not, not very, as many people will want to hold the U.S. dollar if you know the economy, the U.S. economy is going down. What else? Um, stock markets around the world are also pulling back. We see hawkish talk from the Bank of Canada, the Bank of England, the ECB. Um, the Bank of Japan is not talking ho- yeah. um, tough, so their currency is uh, devaluing even faster than the dollar. Um, we'll see when the PBOC kind of wants to cut back on their accommod- um, accommodation, what that does to the Uh, relative strength of these currencies but right now the euro has hit a 14 month high against the dollar and the dxy is going down Um, i did just see that the s&p is bouncing this morning Uh, so you know we'll see if they can talk up this market but the the fed is the only game in town the banks the central banks monetary policy printing is the only game in town and if they want to be hawkish they're going to crash a market i i don't see any way around that Okay, let's talk about this SegWit2x real fast. So they had um, a testnet failure. They were, you know, running this on testnet five, which is different than the regular Bitcoin blockchain or the Bitcoin, the regular Bitcoin testnet. And um, they were going to study how this hard fork happened or is going to happen. They were going to, you know, c- collect a lot of metrics and all this. Well, overnight, a couple nights ago, someone kind of got in onto the testnet and mine like 6,000 blocks, um, locked up the hard fork chain. There was a chain split, locked up the hard fork chain, and, and it stopped, basically. The regular Segwit legacy chain continued on just normally. Um, this went on for 24 hours, 24 to 48 hours, and nobody fixed it. I mean, I thought they were supposed to be testing. And to go 24 hours before this becomes a big news item, like... To me that says there's no testing happening. These miners aren't testing it. Nobody wants this hard fork. They know that Segwit will get activated, and that's that's what they want. But nobody is testing it. It's like a ghost town over there. And they couldn't even decide how to fix it. Like, oh we need to start over. Maybe we're gonna make it private. Like that is their concern. Instead of actually doing some testing, their concern is how do we lock this down? How do we make this private? How do we close everything? Of course, Greg Maxwell and all these other people were talking about it, so um it it's, it's just a, a shit show, and uh, there's no way that anybody's going to hard fork to BTC1, to this, this 2X. There's no way the hard fork is happening. But uh, if they want to have SegWit, if, if all these people want to have SegWit, they go with the user-activity soft fork. Easy. Or s- just signal bit 4. It, it, even if no one's running this on the 21st, uh, if there's a 80% signaling of bit 4 then everybody will start um, going to bit 1 and uh, activating segwit that way right this bip91 even though no one's really running it people will start signaling uh, for segwit just because they don't there is a possibility that they will get orphaned uh, just like the user activate software so i see i still see user activate software getting Uh, or sorry, SegWit getting activated on the network before August or getting locked in, sorry, on the network before August 1st and August 1st being a non-event. This is crazy times, crazy times, but I'm I'm watching this Fed. I'm watching uh, Janet Yellen. I'm watching the markets. And I think that uh, overall the Bitcoin price is reacting positively here. I think the bottom is kind of in at least for the next couple days. And um, I, I wouldn't take any like major high leverage position. Yada, yada, yada. Bitcoin. Okay, let's talk really, really fast about ETH. It is dropping. Um, and I, I I think there's going to be a fundamental change here in uh, these I, how these ICOs handle their money going forward. You know, ETH is not meant to be a store of value. And so when they raise 100,000 ether, they were holding it. Of course, now they're probably going to sell it because they just lost almost 50% of their value over the last uh like 30 days so uh in the future if you have a big ico on ethereum they're they're probably going to sell immediately and that's going to keep the price going down at least diversify 50 percent of the eth ethereum that they raised uh, so that's a fundamental difference no one's going to be holding this ethereum and the price is going to keep trending down i don't know if there's going to be a massive market crash or anything but i think over the next two months we could see another 50 percent pullback if not a 75 percent pullback from the current levels right now um, on my patreon my last episode was a big ethereum rant i've for a long time i said no one is using ethereum Um, of course now they're using it for ponzi schemes for these icos that have no code and no economic value whatsoever Um, and they're going to have contagion so if one of these things blows up if one of these things has a bad day everybody's going to start selling and everyone's going to have a bad day so all right guys i gotta get back to the kids see you next time thanks for listening